following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. This is Casey's Take on Sports, a guy who always has a take. Covering sports all across Middle Tennessee, now here's your host, covering sports for the Dixon Post and the Cheatham County Exchange, with his take, here's Casey Patrick. How are y'all doing? Uh, I know... It's probably it's early. It's early week for me. It's early in the day for me. It's eleven. It's eleven o'clock here right now. But that's that's morning time for me. Uh, I know it's probably a rough week for for a lot of the people that are going to be watching this. Uh, a lot of us Titans fans. That's going to be that's going to be the first thing we talk about. Uh, I, I'm going to talk about uh, Tennessee Titans. I'm going to talk about Ryan Tannehill with that. Uh, my second take today is actually going to be a preview of the upcoming <clears throat> conference championship games. Um, and then with our third take, we're actually going to move over into, listen, as far as I'm concerned, it's baseball season. Uh, but, of course, there's a lockout right now. We're going to get into that a little bit. And then, and then as usual, fourth take is going to be uh, some local sports in the area. So stay tuned. We'll be right, here, right back. All right, um, so disappoint, disappointment would be the, the word that I'm looking for. Uh, I, I'm sure most of us watched the game Saturday. Uh, I, I don't really believe in history and, and it playing I – believe, I believe in history. I don't believe in history playing a role in, in current events as far as sports goes. So 2008, 2001, you, you can talk about that all you want. You can talk about, you know, whatever other year it was where they were the first seed and they they fell. Uh, none of that really bothers me. What bothers me is what happened Saturday. Um, I had been saying all year long that if the Titans were healthy uh, in the playoffs, that's all that mattered. And um, they were more healthy than usual, but uh, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Of course, Derek, I mean, he, you know, he didn't exactly look like himself, but the offensive line didn't block for him either. Um, it, it, that's It's a whole 11-on-11 11 11 thing. If you hold Cincinnati to 19 points, I, I feel like that's a automatic win, like every time. But um, it wasn't. And uh, there's, plenty of, there's plenty of blame to go around. And, and, and I know I said in, in a little intro, we're going to talk about Tannehill, and we are. Uh, but first, I I got to get this off my chest. Todd Downing is is not very good at his job. He's just not. Um, there were moments this year where I felt like you know he he was kind of ahead of the curve and, and and he had the defense figured out. But there was there was a lot of time where he didn't really know what he was doing. Uh, I also felt like Foreman. I mean, what he had four touches four four rushes for 60-something yards. I know he had most of that on one big carry, and, and that's fine. But Deontay Foreman, who's been really good since Derek went down and he only got four rushes, that that don't sit right with me. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't sit right with me. Um, I, it's total disappointment, complete disappointment. And um, 
I blame Downing. I blame Vrabel. I, I blame Tannehill. I blame everybody pretty much equally. Matt, no, that's not true. I blame Downing more than most. Um, he's awful. He's just not very good at his job. Uh, and I can speak from experience because I'm not good at my job. Uh, but uh, Tannehill, and this is the important thing. I, I know that there are a lot of Titans fans, and, and look, just stick with me for a whole minute here. I know there are a lot of Titans fans that aren't very happy with Ryan Tannehill and how he played and how he has played the last two times in the playoffs. Trust me, I'm a Titans fan. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to watch him pee down his leg every time he gets in the playoffs. And it just, it feels like in order for the Tennessee Titans to be successful in the playoffs, especially with Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback, it has to be that uh, Baltimore Ravens and New England Patriots game plan from a few years ago where the Titans got to the AFC Championship. Tannehill doesn't need to throw the ball more than 12 times. If if he throws the ball more than 20 times, I don't I I feel like the Titans have less of a chance to win. Um when the Titans beat Miami 34 to 3 or whatever the score was earlier this year, we we excuse me, the Titans ran the ball 40 times and they threw it 18 times. That's the winning formula. It may not be for everybody. I get that Cincinnati's going to throw 45 times at least next week. I get that Kansas City's going to throw a lot. I get that other teams throw the ball a lot. I don't care. Other teams don't have Derrick Henry. Other teams are not built the way the Titans are. I, I just feel like Tannehill needs – he there needs to be a leash on what he's really allowed to do. Um, and I know that's kind of scary because if, if you're going to run out, if you're going to run a quarterback out there, I mean, you want to trust him. And, and I do trust him, but – I don't think the Titans have a very good chance to win if he throws the ball more than 20 times. Um, I Now, the other deal is, listen, I, I'd, I'd love to have Aaron Rodgers or, or any of these, you know, big-name quarterbacks, blah, blah, blah. Financially, the Titans can't do it. They just can't do it. It, it would be malpractice as a football organization to leave that much dead cap money and go get another quarterback – that we cannot afford at that point. So there's a lot, there's a lot left to be done from now until next year when the f- season gets started off. But Tannehill's probably going to be the starting quarterback. I think he can win. I think he can win a Super Bowl. I think he needs a lot of help around him. Everybody has to be better. And that's what I'm gonna end with. Everybody has to be better. Offensive line, skilled players, defense was good, but they got to continue that. All right, we're going to go on to the next take. All right, uh, now with our second take, I, I, I want to talk about, at first I was going to make Tannehill his his own thing, and I was going to talk about him a little bit more, but the more I sat here and thought about it, the more I decided I wanted to talk about um, the upcoming week of football. Um, and a lot of basically everybody knows what the matchups are now. Bengals, Chiefs, and the AFC that game's going to be at Arrowhead, uh, San Francisco, and LA that game's going to be at SoFi. So, uh, I'm actually rooting like actively, it's completely 100% bandwagon, but I'm actively rooting for a Bengals Rams Super Bowl. Um, I like most other. People that watch NFL are tired of watching the Chiefs and the Buccaneers every year. The Buccaneers are out. Now we just got to get rid of the Chiefs. That's going to be really hard for the Bengals. It's going to be really, really hard for the Bengals. The Titans sacked 
Burrow nine times. Now, the defensive front for the Chiefs is not nearly that good, not nearly as good as the Titans, but they're going to get to Burrow. Um, except Burrow's just going to be able to throw the ball around a little bit more. Jamar Chase is really good. He is really good. Tyler Boyd is good. T. Higgins, good. Azuma, Azuma, whatever his name is, I don't know how to say it, and I apologize, but he's a good tight end, especially as a vertical threat down the field. Big guy, he can run well. Not side to side so much, but in a straight line, he's pretty good. I think the Bengals can win this game. They obviously won just a few weeks ago, uh, but the Chiefs, I still don't – I feel like that uh, that game the other day was absolutely nuts against the Bills. That that was one of the best football games I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I, I don't remember a game where I grabbed my head and went, oh, my God, so many times because of whatever happened. I, it was it was nutty to watch. I really enjoyed it. NFL overtime rules are crap, but that is a whole different conversation for a different day. I think the Bengals can win this game, though. I'm actively rooting for the Bengals to win the game. Uh, I like Joe Burrow. I, I've liked him ever since that 2019 LSU season. That that was fun to watch. Uh, Joe Brady is is the the passing game coordinator or whatever you want to call him down there. They had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Speaking of the Chiefs, they had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Jamar Chase obviously was there. Justin Jefferson. That was a nutty offense, and they were fun to watch. And that's when I really started enjoying uh, getting to watch Joe Burrow. Uh, hopefully, I enjoy watching him this upcoming week take down the Chiefs. That I mean, that would just be. Fantastic. Uh, but I think the Bengals can win this game, but I feel like the Chiefs are going to win. Now, I think the Chiefs have still not really played as well as they can or as well as they have in the past. I still don't think they've gotten there this this year yet, but they're still not bad. And here's the big here's the big thing. They're experienced. I mean, this is a few years in a row now that they've had this same experience now where they get to the same point. This is a good team that's been here. Andy Reid, I know he's he was known as a choke artist when he was younger, but, I mean, the guy's been in the situation a lot. Zach Taylor hasn't. Now, Zach Taylor went into Nashville the other day and won, but going into Arrowhead in the AFC Championship game, I, I think that's probably a little bit harder because the Titans, I mean, they're – I, they scored 16 points. You should be able to win if your opponent scores 16 points. But I, I got to take the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to win, even though I will actively root for the Bengals. Now, over in the NFC, I hope the Rams just wash San Francisco. I don't have anything against San Francisco, but I like Matthew Stafford. That dude was absolutely – he caught the really – he caught the short end of the stick playing in Detroit. I mean, ask Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, all those guys – Playing in Detroit for that long. Now, he had Calvin Johnson. That was it. Can you name any of the offensive linemen that he had? No, you can't because they didn't talk about him until he got sacked. Matthew Stafford has never had anything around him other than Calvin Johnson and a few other halfway decent receivers. Now he's got some talent around him. he got a lot of talent around him. He's got a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. I, I really want to see Matthew Stafford get that ring. I, I feel like he's played hard. I feel like he's a good dude. I hope he wins. Uh, San Francisco – I, you know, nothing against the actual, you know, team or the people on it. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is very good. I like Debo Samuel. But I know a couple local people here in town in Dixon that are – they're annoying, and they're San Francisco fans. So I want them to lose because of that. Um, but I, I, I just – I feel like, man, it's, it's at SoFi. The Rams have the better quarterback. 
the defenses are both very good. Uh, the skill players are both very good. Coaches are both, I mean, just nutty, intelligent guys. I think it comes down to the quarterback. And San Francisco has Garoppolo. L.A. has Matthew Stafford. I'd much rather have Matthew Stafford. Rams win. I think it's close. Uh, I know San Francisco beat them both times this year. I don't care. That don't matter to me. I think the Rams win this time when it's important. Rams, hopefully Bengals, but probably Chiefs. Rams, Chiefs, Super Bowl. Wouldn't it be wild if it was like that uh, regular season game a few years ago? Best regular season game of all time. But Rams, Chiefs, probably how it's going to end. All right, we're going to go on to the third take. We're going to talk a little baseball. All right. Uh, I I wanted to talk about this. Of course, I'm wearing I'm wearing my Braves jersey. It's got my name and number on the back. I, I love it. I've had this jersey for about ten years now. A big baseball fan, big Braves fan. Oh, and I got I don't know if you can see it. I got the Main Street Preps shirt on underneath. I, it's backwards. I got the Main Street Preps shirt on underneath. Uh, it, but it is baseball season. It's baseball season, and I'm excited. Uh, it, as long as they get to play, I mean, it, they're of course they're stuck in a lockout now. Um, I feel like, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people don't really understand how these lockout lockouts work. Um, I know that most people want to blame the players. Um, I I would strongly suggest that you look at the actual information and then make, uh, a, a decision after that. I know that players typically want, 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 stuff like that. That's fine. But if the money isn't shared, it just goes back into the pockets of the same billionaires and billionaire groups that own these teams. There needs to be more parity. There needs to be there needs to be some rule changes. The NL needs a DH like no, nobody's business because the AL teams, they get to build their roster differently. Nelson Cruz has played – three or four more years than he should have, and he hasn't been on the field since then, but he hits 40 homers a year. AL teams can build their roster like that. NL teams, they don't get to. You, I mean, your fourth outfielder in the NL is going to be some guy that hits 220, can play defense, and run the bases. That's, I mean, I think it takes a little bit more of managerial intelligence to run an NL team. Uh, AL with the DH, just throw them out there. Hey, you know, don't have to worry about where your pitcher's at. Don't have to worry about this or that. But they're probably going to vote on the NL getting the DH. They met yesterday, I think. Yeah, they met yesterday for about two, two and a half hours. And uh, talks must have went okay because they were willing to meet again today. Um, I don't know exactly when that's going to be, but um, I, I thought the talks were going better yesterday until I read an article where, I didn't actually read the article. I just scrolled past it. Um, it said that somebody got into it with somebody else. Who knows? Uh, everybody's throwing a big hissy fit right now if, if you're on either side. So um, I, I really, as a baseball fan, I really hope they can figure out a way to get the season started and on time. But if that doesn't happen, I saw somebody, I saw something on Reddit last night, I want to say. I was scrolling through Reddit, and somebody said that if baseball games actually did get taken away, which there was a report of that, I think Jeff 
Passan actually said that on Twitter. I'm I'm not sure, but there's a possibility we may we may lose some games this year. Um, and somebody else on Reddit said, "Well, if if the if they do lose games, then these TV providers should be open to um, showing college baseball games." And I thought that's a genius idea. Um, now I've always been a Tennessee volunteer fan and, and I've kept up with the baseball program, uh, since Julio Bourbon played. I mean, it, I, I've been, I've been watching for a long time, but last year, uh, last year and, and the year before, basically since Vitello got to town, Tennessee's actually been really, really fun to watch. And of course, last year they got to the college world series. I, I think if, if you do give some local regional areas an opportunity to show some of the local regional college teams, that could really help grow college baseball, which, which would be neat. I think that would be really cool. Um, but there are so many different ways to look at this lockout. I, I do hope the lockout ends quickly. Um, my issue, and, and I'll end it on this, uh, my main issue with – there's two really main issues I have with the whole thing. First of all, billionaire owners do not, and that's at the root of all the problems, all right? They don't deserve just to keep hoarding the money. I don't think that's how that should work at all in, in any business, especially baseball that generates as much money as it does. That's the first issue. Now, here's the second issue. This basically comes down to a disagreement between Rob Manfred and Tony Clark. Rob Rob Manfred is the commissioner of MLB. Tony Clark is the, I guess, the leader of the players' union. And my real issue is the fact that those two gentlemen can't get along with each other is the reason why it's this far in a hole right now. If you don't have the intelligence or the balls to to sit there and and actually have a conversation with somebody that disagrees with something that you have to say, you shouldn't be in the position that you are, either one of them. Manfred has obviously done a lot of things that a lot of people disagree with. Uh, Tony Clark, I've never heard anything negative out of anybody about Tony Clark. Now, I'm not a part of this deal. I, I don't, I don't, I haven't been there when they've talked to each other. Maybe Tony Clark is a complete jerk, and Manfred's actually on the good end. I, I don't know, but if you have two grown people, men, women, whatever, if they don't have the ability to be able to talk to each other and have an adult conversation to get to get something done for the greater good, both of them should be fired from, from their position as far as I'm concerned. All right, I'm, I'm going to end with that right there. Now let's talk about a little bit of high school sports and we'll get out of here. All right. Uh, as most of you know, we're we're in the middle of basketball season. Um, uh, Dixon, uh, let's see, Dixon went to Fairview, and then uh, I think they're going to host Kimwood later in the week. Creekwood hosted Greenbrier, and then they're going to travel to or excuse me, they're going to host Greenbrier, and then they're going to go to Montgomery Central later in the week. Uh, a lot of the Cheatham County teams are playing each other. Uh, I was actually at a game last night between Cheatham and Harpeth. It was a wild ending. The girls' game, uh, you know, Cheatham was able to kind of run away. Cheatham's a really strong program. Harpeth uh, has a new girls' coach. Kind of see how that uh, goes the way it did. Um, 
but uh, I do like Katie Pacifici, the the coach at um, Harpeth. I, I think she's got the girls playing hard. I really do. But uh, Cheatham, Coach Jim Gibbs out there, he knows what he's doing. He's a heck of a coach. Great guy. They got a lot of talent on that team. Um, they were able to just pull away. But the boys' game, the boys' game was wild. Harpeth got out to 11-0 run. Cheatham come back and took the lead. And both teams just fighting back and forth. It's like a heavyweight boxing match, just trading punches. Um Harpeth was able to to hold hold them off. Uh, it was 45-43. Cheatham got the ball with like, I don't know, seven seconds or eight seconds and made their way down the court and uh, went for a layup, and uh, it was blocked. And, uh, I mean, it really fun game. Um, there was a little bit of an issue with, with people running on the court at the end of the game, uh, children and adults. Uh, that, that's something real quick that needs to be addressed. If, if you're an adult, stay off the court at the end of the game. Don't talk to the children. Be an adult, please. I, I know that kids are going to be rambunctious and do stupid things. We were all in high school. We've all done stupid things. It's okay to keep them from hurting each other or themselves to defend somebody, but don't go out on the court and act a fool and, and start barking at a 16-year-old. N- nobody thinks you're cool. That's idiotic. Please don't do that. Um, but uh, all the Cheatham teams are playing each other this week. Uh, which those in, in the in-county games, I talk about this all the time. They're so much fun. They're so much fun. These kids know each other. The parents know each other. The the stands are packed for these games. So that's awesome. Uh, wrestling is full go right now. Everybody's wrestling. And Sycamore had a, uh, they had a memorial tournament, I want to say a, about a week and a half ago, for Ariel uh, Rojas Avila. And he was a former wrestler and football player at Sycamore who passed away uh, tragically. But uh, they held a memorial tournament for him. The War Eagles were able to come away with the win. Um, uh, that's it's really big for Coach Hamblin and, and that program out there in, in Pleasant View. Um, I think it's a great event that they they did for, for Rojas Avila and, and his family. Um but uh, wrestling's full go. I, I will say, and, and this is the last thing I wanted to talk about, um, watching the Titans was disappointing, but it was extremely disappointing uh, because Friday, um, of course, I'm an assistant coach for Creekwood uh, in bowling. And um, Wednesday we had the individual tournament. We had a few girls that bowled well, but uh, didn't bowl great, and and so we we didn't have a winner in the individual tournament. Um, but Thursday started off the uh, uh, the state tournament for the teams, and um, Creekwood was able to get past the quarterfinal round, and so was Dixon County. Dixon County's got a heck of a boys team. They got a really good boys team, a lot of talent. Dixon was able to win their quarterfinal round against Seymour, and. Um, we were able to win our quarterfinal game against Gatlinburg-Pittman. It took me a minute to think about it. Uh, there's not a lot in my brain, so it's hard to imagine me forgetting things, but I do. Uh, but Creekwood was able to beat uh, Gatlinburg-Pittman. And then um, in the semifinal round, uh, Dixon actually ran into Smyrna, and uh, Smyrna's got a really good team, and it, it was in their home house. So uh, that's where Dixon's season came to an end, but – uh, nothing to be ashamed of. Those guys should be really proud. That was a really good team, and they gave they gave Smyrna a pretty good run for their money. Um, Dixon's going to be back next year. They've got young talent. That they're still going to be good. Um, but Creekwood, uh, uh, the the Lady Redhawks, we we were able to defeat Stewart's Creek, which is also Redhawks. It was kind of funny, um, but uh, Stewart's Creek was a really really good team. 
And um, you could tell once practice started, it was going to be it was going to be a dogfight, and it was. And then, um, but but with the semifinal win, Creekwood advanced to the state final game against Hardin County, and Hardin County has won now nine straight. I want to say nine straight girls titles, uh, TWSAA state titles. Um, if you don't know much about bowling, I'll do this as quickly as I can. The way the scoring works, the first game, it's six on six. Your best six bowlers against their best six bowlers, and um, all six of their bowlers beat our bowlers. They beat us 6-0, and they took overall pin count, which is another two points. So, overall, they were up 8 to nothing after the first game. They were up 8 to nothing, and they had 170 pins over us. Uh, but – it, the next five games that followed, which are Baker format games, which basically means you have one bowler that bowls the first and the sixth frame, and then your second bowler bowls the second and the seventh, and so on and so forth, right? Um, mathematically, Creekwood had to win every single Baker game, which looking at a team that had won eight straight state titles, you think, ah, well, that's impossible. Well, Creekwood won four of them. They won the first four Baker games and actually tied it up. I think the pin difference was like 40 pins, and it was 8-8 eight to eight after four Baker games. And as a coach, I was, I was on cloud nine. Not because I, I wasn't arrogant to the point where, oh, well, we're going to win this match. It was the fact that we got down by that much and those girls were willing to battle their way back into the match. And that's exactly what they did. As a coach, there's there's really nothing else you can ask for. Um, I told them afterwards, I said, you girls did everything I asked of you. You did it to the best of your ability. We didn't win. That means that's on me. As a coach, if your team gives you everything that you asked for and you're not winning, it's on you. Barn, uh, there, there's no... No ifs, ands, or buts. As a coach, it's on you. And that's the way I felt. Um, I I mean, personally, I have to do better as a coach, obviously. I have to continue to get better as a coach. Um, but but those girls, man, that they, they were it was really fun to watch them battle back the way they did. That last Baker game, we were tied in the fifth frame. I think I think Maybe we were two or three pins up or down, you know, one way or the other. But it was it was basically a drag race to the end. And I want to say we had an open frame in the sixth and seventh frame, and they went strike strike. Hardin County went strike strike, and it was that was all she wrote, really. I mean, you know, they they kind of pulled away, and they wound up winning the last game by about thirty pins or so. Um, but uh, Hardin County defeated Creekwood 13 to 10 in the state final. This is the second time now Hardin County's defeated Creekwood in the state final. Um, which it stings a little bit because because I was that I was that close. I was that close. And I was gonna take out a loan and go get one of those big state championship rings. Oh, I was gonna be obnoxious about it. I, I wanted one of those rings so bad I can't even explain it. But we didn't win. But uh the other the head coach, Scott. He said, uh, he said it best. He said he didn't care what the ending score was. We were champions that day because of the way we fought. And I agree. And uh, I think if you take that mentality and that mindset with you wherever you go, you'll always figure out a way to win, whatever that definition is for you. So, uh, 
Bowling season's now over. Bowling's over. Football's over. Man, I listen, come on. Lockout end. I need some Braves baseball in my life. I, I got to have something go my way. Thanks for checking out Casey's Take this week. Um, I'm going to try and keep getting better at this. So uh, follow me on Twitter, CVP51. You got anything you want to say to me? You got anything you want me to talk about? Shoot it. Shoot it to me. We'll talk about it. But uh, thank you, and uh, we'll see you next time. This has been Casey's Take on Sports. Follow Casey on Twitter at CVP51. And all of his work covering Dixon and Cheatham County prep sports at MainStreetPreps.com.